Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Jim Kreider. Jim, are you ready to do this? Let's do it, George. I like it. Let's let's go. Jim is a certified financial planner. He is the CEO of Intentional Living Financial Planning. I'm excited to have you on. Jim, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, I am a, a husband. A dad of three boys, all in three years. So I've got a, I have a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. So um, that makes me a, a Lego aficionado and a dinosaur master and a monster <laughs> truck man. So uh, yeah, husband and, and dad. And uh, as you just mentioned, I'm a financial planner. Um, so I help people make intentional decisions with their money so they can live the life they want to live. Amen. A three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. You know what? You're like, you know, let, let's let's have kids and let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah, just rip the bandaid off. Go. Get those early years done. And you know, the obvious next question is, how many more are we planning on, Jim? Oh man, uh, <laughs> my my wife is wanting to go for a girl, but I'm trying to convince her that that's a slippery slope. What if the next one's a boy too? Yeah, no, that, that that's that, that that's a cautionary tale right there. The whole going for the opposite sex thing. Mm-hmm. Well, right on. We'll have to circle back and uh, and 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 see what side came out on top. So that's awesome, man. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Could have just slipped in another one, but uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's awesome. So I am a I I I I love. Um, in fact intentionality is, 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 is one of my core values. Uh, how does that, how does that fit in for you? Yeah. So I've, I've had tens of thousands of conversations with clients through the years and I've come to find that most people live pretty reactionary with the decisions that they make and the actions they take. You know, some people stop once a year and they, they set goals, you know, think about, well, this year I want to accomplish these things, but I've actually found very few people stop and ask themselves why they even have the goals that they have. And if you don't really understanding understand why you're driving towards what you are driving towards, you're really apt to miss the mark of really what you do want. So how I take how I take clients through that, and it can be put into a, a flow chart, and that's anchored in your values, the underlying why in your life. And then where you have goals, goals are simply uh, a way of deciding what is the best next action to take. Understanding that your goals will change, and that's perfectly fine. I'm sure that, George, your goals today are a lot different than they were five years ago. For sure. And I'm pretty confident they'll, be, they'll probably be different in five years from now, and that's fine. Those goals just help anchor what's the best, what's the next best thing that I can do right now. Okay, so we have values, then we have goals, then we have decisions. Everything in life requires a decision. There's always trade-offs, there's always opportunity cost, okay? And then finally, there's action. And I've just found that over the years that almost everyone lives in taking action. And, hey, I've got to do something now. Let's just go with what's best in front of me at the moment. So that is that is what I mean by intentional living. Nice. I love it. Values are going to inform our goals, which are going to inform our decisions, which will then inform our actions. Only if we are aware of it, right? Otherwise, the tail can wag the dog. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Got it. Nice. So when when you're having conversations with you mentioned thousands of conversations, um, is that I imagine some people are are, are are on top of that, but some people aren't necessarily, and not everybody is is super attuned into how to even set goals in the first place, right? And there's probably mm-hmm. the majority of people have never really thought about these are really my values. Oh yeah, it's it's surprising. Um, the the vast majority of people, even the ones who are financially successful, have inconsistencies with actually doing what is important with them, and with what is actually what they're going for. And I'm, I'm not f- sure if you're familiar with uh, uh, the seven habits of highly successful people. Sure. Um, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's an illustration in the book that talks about a ladder being leaned against the wrong wall. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people who climbed a ladder and made it up real high and did a great job. But years down the line, they come to recognize that my goodness, my ladder was leaned against the wrong wall. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a lot of money, but I never actually did what was important to me. Mm. And it comes back to your money is nothing more than a tool and a resource that is there to help you live the life that you want to live. And you can accumulate a lot of money and do great financially, but is that actually serving the purpose for what is important to you in your life? So I mean, a, a very common conversation, I have, before I started my own firm, where I, I work specifically with young families who want to achieve early financial independence. But before that, I worked with what I would consider like your traditional financial planning client, um, wealthy people nearing or at retirement um, who want to understand how they how they efficiently uh, spend down the retirement accounts. So that, that brings a lot of conversations with with well off individuals. And a very common conversation is someone in their 50s or 60s who's accumulated you know several million dollars. And we're talking about, hey, you've done great. What do we want this? What do you want this to do for you moving forward? And that always leads into the conversation of, well, how did you get here right now? And a, a, a common story is, well, when when I was a child, um, we didn't have much. I always had to hear my parents fight about money. Our lights were turned off. I had old clothes, and um, I, when I was ten years old, I decided that when I grew up, I would make sure that my kids had a better childhood than I had. And I'm going to make sure I provide for them well. So then we fast forward 50 years down the line. This client, phenomenal net worth. They've got it going on financially. If, if anyone looking from the outside in would think that they're they're perfectly happy. But then we start peeling the layers back of that question of, well, you said you want to achieve this level of financial independence and have this much. But, but why did you want that? And then they remember when they're kids, why they actually set that goal. It was, well, I want my kids to have a better childhood than I had. Mm. And the sad thing is most people go through life without actually living intentionally. So we fast forward 50 years down the line. They've accumulated wealth. Time's passed them by. And yeah, they've 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 reached the goal of having a lot of money, but they missed the value of their kids having a good life. Because most of these people recognize that, man, my kids are growing up. I don't even know my kids. I don't know if they had a better childhood than I had. Yes, they had a lot of stuff, but did they actually feel provided for? Did I, I, I don't have a relationship with them. Did they have a good childhood? I'm not sure. And I want to make sure that my clients are actually not just accumulating wealth, but again, co- going back to, for those people, the money was a way for their kids to have a better lifestyle and feel protected. And I want to make sure my clients are actually doing that from the get-go and remaining um, remaining consistent with the underlying driver for what they wanted and not just what their goal is going for. Does that make sense? It does. It does, and I, I I absolutely love it. I think if you're able to when when you're able to do that for people, it's got to be one of the 
the best things that you can do for somebody, right? It's great that you've got them saving money and it's great that I'm accumulating assets, but that's a totally different conversation, right? And you really are um, able to, that's that, that's a massive impact. You can change the way that people are, 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 are viewing everything. Oh yeah, I, I love what I do. My uh, my wife, a few years ago, she, my poor wife, her name's Kendra. Kendra has to hear me tell stories all the time. She, I, I get excited about the nerdy stuff too. So tax efficiency and estate planning and investments. I love that side. I'm the only person I've ever come across that reread the CFP books after I passed the test just for fun. So I love that side of things. My wife has to hear me talk about that all the time. And a few years ago, we're having dinner and she said, I, Jim, I don't understand how you like your job so much. It doesn't make sense. I said, well, what do you, what do you think that I do when you picture a financial planner? What do you think that I do? And so she sat back and sort of grimaced and said, well, when I I think of a financial planner, I picture going to an office that's all mahogany and there's an old guy with a pinstripe suit and those cufflink things and a white collar shirt (laughs) and this giant leather back chairs. And he quizzes me for a few hours about why am I spending so much money right now and what do I think about mutual funds and rate of returns and investments and how much money will I spend on utilities when I'm 69 and these things that I don't have any clue what he's asking me, but I have to pretend that I do understand. Otherwise, I feel like he'll think I'm an idiot. Mm. So that that just doesn't sound fun. And maybe after the end of this two-hour conversation, he tells me that I may or may not be able to retire in 30 years. Come back in a year and we'll talk again. And he gives me a two-inch thick booklet of uh, mutual fund reports and graphs to take home. And then I just throw it away. So that that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible on a client experience. I wouldn't want to do that. But it also sounds bad as a job. I don't understand how you en- how you enjoy actually doing that as a, for a living. I said, well, if that's what you think that I do, and that sounds so bad, <laughs> um, what what would a what would a good client experience be like? So tell me what what would that look like for yeah. you? Then she sat back, and again we're having dinner, and she just sort of leaned back and thought <laughs> for a minute. She said, well, I wish that you and I could go in and s- sit down and just talk with someone together about what we want our life to look like and how we can most effectively and how can we do those things can at this point she was working she said jim i wish we could talk to someone about can i can i quit my job and be able to stay home with the boys and what would it look like for you to actually start your own company one day can we do that do we need to send our kids to public school or private school what are the implications of doing that how do we save for college um, what would it look like for us to maybe get a house in in Colorado one day? Is that possible? So I want to just talk to someone what we want our life to look like and have someone guide us and help us make those decisions along the way and also help us avoid the, the mistakes that we're, we're probably prone to make. So that that would be amazing. And uh, I was just grinning from ear to ear. And uh, she said, but that that just doesn't sound like a financial planner. It sounds too much like a life planner. Mm. That's my I, I was like. Babe, what you just described is exactly what I do. My job, again, ultimately, is to help my clients live the life that they want to live. And their money is nothing more than a tool to help you live that life. And I help my clients by guiding them and helping them make intentional decisions with their money so it's put to the highest and best use to serve the life that they want. I love it. So the light bulb goes off for Kendra. She says, oh. Now I don't feel so bad for you, right? I thought you were having these awful, you know, these awful conversations and stuffy offices and, and like, no, 
It's not like that at all, Kendra. <laughs> yeah, <on>. exactly. <laughs> nice. So I, I've been thinking about uh, and having conversations a lot about just how, how we get stuck in patterns and how 2020 was very much a pattern breaker for, for, for so many of us. Uh, awful in, in a lot of ways, but for, for some people it's been a positive. And um, how, how, how are you thinking about that? Um, I don't want to say pivot because that's kind of an overused term, but just because because we are stuck in patterns, and so when there's a pattern break, it's an opportunity to 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 sort of change. Hmm, that's a really good question. I th- I think a lot of people are recognizing right now that the way that things have always been done is maybe not the best way to do them, hmm. and it's sort of eye opening in the, the opportunities that are available outside. I mean, a, a very um, obvious example would be uh, where you're working you know like <laughs> i think i mean i i spent years trying to get my employer to allow us when i when i when i was an employee of another firm to allow us to work from home and it was the excuse was well that we can't do that it's impossible to scale to this many people well it turns out it was possible they just didn't want to try that hard mm-hmm. uh, so i think a lot of people are starting to recognize that wow i can i can be anywhere i want why am i here um, so it's, it's, this has been a forcing mechanism that's driving us to actually analyze why am I doing these things? And, um, yeah, I think it's I mean, obviously COVID was horrible and has had terrible effects, but it has shaken up some of the, uh, this complacency in some of the things we do from day to day. Yeah. So when, 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 when you're having conversations with, with your clients, I'm sure that some jump in, you know, head first and, you know, with both feet and all that stuff. And some are probably a little bit more reticent. Um, but when you're talking about the decisions and the actions, obviously you're probably talking about big things like, like a house and a car, but then probably also little things too. How do you, how do you think about that? Yeah. So it's, again, it's anchored in understanding why you're doing something. And if you can have someone actually understand and, it's, it's up to them. Like my job is not to tell my clients what's important to them or how to spend their money or what to invest for, but rather to help guide them once they've come to the realization of what they actually want. And from that point, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. I've, I heard a, a saying once that, um, your, uh, when your vision is clear, the decisions are easy. So once we gain very clear vision of what you're going for, the decisions sort of just line up and just dominoes start falling. So that can be as simple as, hey, we're going to stop spending this much on this daily habit um, so we can actually you know, go, to, go, go to Europe like we always talked about. Or, hey, we're going to start saving for our kids' school early on or whatever that looks like. And again, my, the, I feel like a cliche in finance is you know, buying, buying a latte every day. I'm not here to – if you want to buy coffee every day, that's fantastic. If that does something for you, that's perfect. Let's make sure – again, if that's serving the purpose of your life, let's go get that darn latte. Let's do this thing. But it, growing up, it always bothered me. I heard people say like, oh, I wish, I could, I wish we could have gone to Europe, um, but we never could afford it. But I'm sitting there looking at their – satellites like man you spend 300 bucks a month on tv you're telling me that europe's important but you're not actually aligning your your wealth or whatever you have a lot or little you're not aligning it with what you're saying is important so is europe actually important to you or are you just so caught up in the day to day that it's competing it goes back to there's always decisions to make 
And the decisions are so much simpler if you actually stop and think through, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then it's actually, it comes down to, it's, it's all about intentionality, not allowing things to slip by, but rather there is a trade-off. Is what I'm doing right now actually serving the purpose for what is important to my life and to the fam- to my family and the things that we want to achieve? I think that that's really well said right there. Um, how, how often do you, uh, are, are you encouraging people to think about this? Oh, regularly. So when I, when I meet a new client, that, that is where we start is of course, if you have a pressing finance question, like how do I invest this or you know, right. what should I do as far as this type of account? I'm not going to drag you through these, uh, pine the sky questions. I want to answer you that and help you out as much as I can then and there. But if we're going to work together, I have to have a clear picture to understand what's important to you and to make sure that most, most people I work with are, are couples. So I want to make sure that both spouses are aligned and that they're having healthy men in conversations. So that, that, is, that is the foundation of what we do. And then also on top of that, it is a regular checkpoint. Um, again, we, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in the day-to-day money management, your investments and ta- your Roth versus pre-tax and uh, capital gains or you know, all these things that people hear when they think of in finance. But we regularly steer the conversation back to, are you actually doing what's important? Because if, if I don't know the exact statistic, I should know this, but if you're flying a plane from LA to New York and you're off by one degree because of turbulence or whatever, you'll actually end up, I think it's somewhere in like DC area. I'm sure that doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't happen, you know, when you're suddenly over, I don't know, Colorado or something and you're just make this massive 10 degree turn. No, it's small, almost, uh, undetectable changes that are just consistently happening happening and that's why yeah you can have you can have autopilot fly a plane for you but that's why there's someone in the cockpit to make sure that they're constantly checking those gears and those numbers just to make those minor corrections along the way the whole time so that way when you you're not suddenly over dc and thinking my goodness we're way south and you have to redirect the plane so that's that's my job of course i'm in the back working on the the more traditional financial side of things but we're consistently interacting to make sure that you're actually staying on course to where you want to go. I love it. Well, Jim, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Well, one is sit down and actually think through what do I want to achieve? But don't do not stop there. Don't say, man, I would love to be able to retire and have work optionality when I'm 50. Don't stop at that. Say, well, why do I want that? Force yourself to peel that back. Give yourself time and space to actually sit on that question. And that will really start to reveal to you what's actually important to you. Well, I think, yeah. Is it it the fact that you want to, um, you hate your job? Or you want more time with your family? Or um, you want to accomplish things? You know, whatever it is, that will shed light on, well, maybe there's something I can do right now as I'm actually working towards that goal down the, down the line. I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Jim, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, so you can go to my website. It's intentionallivingfp.com. And you can go there and be more than happy. You can go to my calendar. You can throw a few minutes on there. And I'd be more than happy to talk with you. 
If it's just a one-off question, hey, I have this old plan, what do I do with it? Or, hey, I'm looking to have someone to help guide and make those decisions. You know, we can chat and see if I can be of help to you there. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jim your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to intentionallivingfp.com. Check out the great resources and grab some of Jim's time as well. Thanks again, Jim. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.